Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode. I'm really excited to share this with you uh, because one question I get pretty often, or one question that we see, especially in the motherhood simplified community is like, how do I get my kids to help out? How do I create a chore system? How do I stay consistent? How do I do things like clean up these things that I know I'm going to let, you know, uh, the, the, how does somebody word it today in the Facebook? She said, how do I keep up on the catch-all spaces that I know I have to maintain? because they are catch-all spaces, but I just don't until it's so overwhelming that I I just can't do anything. So <laughs> how do I do this? How do I get my kids to help? How do I create chores? How do I create routines? And I have a lot of uh, content out there on this. I have 
motherhood simplified the course, which is a full system for not just routines, but it's like how to manage your time, how to get clear on your priorities, how to navigate demanding seasons of motherhood and life, how to simplify your mindset, your thoughts, your, your relationships, uh, your delegation, your, all of it is in there. And I have a teeny tiny one where I just pulled out like the routines, how to create routines, habits, how to even know what kind of routine you need, what kind of routines you don't need, um, how to do it in demanding seasons of life when you have babies, toddlers, and kids and all of that. So you can find all of that in the description of this episode. But for this episode, I want to share with you what this looks like, the basics of what I do, no matter what season of life that I'm in, whether it's babies, babies and toddlers, pregnant with babies, um, or the season that we're in right now, which to be honest is it move every single day moves very fast. And while my kids, my youngest is four, that makes things a lot easier. There's still a lot to be done every single day, every single day. So we have three of our kids are at three different schools. They all start at different times. It takes about two hours in the morning and then two hours around pickup time just to do all of the transporting to and from school, right? So it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but here are the things that you need in order to stay on top of your life as a mom with kids. Okay. So starts by everyone having clearly defined roles and tasks. And this is something that is pretty difficult. And I'll just be transparent and say that prior to like 2021, 2020, we'll say 2020, uh, my husband worked outside of the home. And so I was doing the majority of like getting kids to and from school. And I was working in places like daycares and preschools so that it was, it was a little bit simpler where they just, we all were going to the same place rather than everybody going multiple directions. Um, but that was a clearly defined role, right? Like that was my role. <laughs> that was my, that was my job. It was clear. It was defined. And so I could do that. And that's not really true for us anymore. Cause my husband works from home. I work from home. Our kids are moving in multiple directions, multiple times a day with sports and activities and school and social lives. Um, so my husband and I have to reevaluate like who's doing what and who's doing it when pretty often, right? Every few months, it's like something changes or there's a, you know, winter break, spring break, summer break, jobs change, et cetera. Like, you know, lots of things to consider, but it starts by having clearly defined roles and tasks. Okay. And then just as important, you have to have this. Everyone has clear times for when they are completing those tasks or when those tasks need to be completed. So feel free to write this down. Okay. Number one, everyone has their defined roles and tasks. Number two, everyone has clear times for expected completion of those tasks. I'm going to give you guys examples of what this looks like at the end. But for now, the next thing, number three, is that everyone is taught and has what they need in order to complete their tasks. So this is uh, really important for delegating chores to your kids. Okay. Number four, everyone has a task that is within their threshold of, you know, their abilities. Um, if you have children, you know, neurodivergence, disabilities, health issues, pregnancy is one, right? Breastfeeding is another. 
but everyone has tasks that are aligned within their thresholds. Number five is that there is flexibility and grace available for all of this. Okay. So you have this structure in place. You have to have this structure in place. And next, you also need to know when you need to be flexible and when you need to be able to give grace for these things. Okay. And we'll say number five and a half slash six is just that you, you have to know that this is going to change often. It's going to change because your kids are going to change, right? They're going to have more on their plates and less time, or they're going to get older and they're going to be able to do more difficult things, right? So have those written down. And then I'm going to share with you what this looks like in our house. Okay. And I'm just going to share it from our nightly reset because that's the easiest thing for me to do right now. So the nightly reset, if you don't know what it is, it's at night, everybody, it's our time to like reset the house, put things back where they go, finish up things like dishes, laundry, homework, check-in, um, you know, talk about what we're doing for the next day. Is there anything special going on for the next day? Like today, my kids had a two hour delay, but in addition to the two hour delay, one kid still had an early morning activity for a club that she's in. But anyway, recapping, right. The day and setting up the next day for success is what the nightly reset is. So during our nightly reset, everyone in our house has defined roles and tasks. My son does the dishes. My daughter vacuums slash sweeps the floors, including like moving out the dining room table, cleaning under the dining room table. That's his job. That's her job. My two little girls who are two and four help us pick up all of the toys. And Tara's actually here with me right now. Tara, is that your job to help pick up the toys every night? Yes. She's nodding her head. Yes. (laughs) Um, my job is to vacuum off the stairs and the upstairs floors. My husband's job is the bathroom. Okay. Everyone has their clearly defined roles and tasks for the nightly reset. We also have a clear time for this completion. All of this has to be done by 8.30 at night. So that means that about eight o'clock, I am reminding and getting everybody started on completing their tasks. You know, if my son hasn't done it yet, hey, don't forget to do the dishes. If my daughter hasn't vacuumed yet, hey, don't forget to vacuum, right? My girls, I'm like, Breezy needs to vacuum. I need you guys to help me pick up the toys so she can vacuum. Great, sounds good, right? So that's number two. Number three, everyone is taught how to do this. So my son and my daughters who sweep, you know, sweep, vacuum, do the dishes, we taught them how to do the dishes, right? We taught them how you have to rinse up all of the food before you put it in the dishwasher, how you have to hand wash the pots and pans, not put them in the dishwasher, how you have to stack the dishwasher so that everything gets clean, right? Make sure the spoons aren't snuggling, right? Or whatever else there is. For my daughter, we had to teach her how to move the furniture. We had to show her, you know, you can't just vacuum around the table because everything's under the table, right? Um, And for my girls, when we're going around the house, picking up the floor, we're showing them things like how to switch out the laundry, how to hang up their clothes, how to pick up the things. They come along with my husband and I to like, see how we do the bathrooms, to see how we vacuum stairs, all of that stuff. They are taught how to do it. And when necessary, they're given assistance, right? So when we're teaching my son how to wash the dishes, we were doing them with him. When we're teaching my daughter how to do this, we were doing it with her, right? Until they can do it on their own. And there will be days and times because kids and their brains and the way that they develop and everything they have going on 
where they forget that they know this stuff. And so when they forget that they know how to do this stuff, we step in and we teach them again, or we give them reminders, right? Like, Hey son, remember you can't put the, (laughs) the cast iron pan in the dishwasher. You can't do that. Right. So that's to be expected, just realistic expectations that they are still kids and they do still need to be taught and reminded how to do things. And some days they're just going to need help, right? That comes in with the flexibility that we'll talk about. Um, now number four, everyone has a task that is within their threshold. This is based on their abilities, but this is also making sure that your house has been decluttered enough that it's within your guys's threshold to actually do something like a nightly reset every night and get it done. So our nightly reset takes about 20 minutes where everybody's cleaning up, doing their dishes, sweeping on, on and on, and we can get that done. So the kids are working within their abilities and their own threshold, but our house has been decluttered enough and simplified enough that we are all within our workload threshold. We can get this done and we can even get this done when things go wrong, right? And that's where this flexibility and grace comes in, number five. So for example, um, I'll just give you some real world examples of things that might come up for you. When I was pregnant with a toddler, so she was um, like 18 months old. She was, I think, 22 months old when I had Tara, right? There were nights when I was pregnant with a toddler and my husband would be working long hours and my older kids were a little bit younger where I would just like not do the nightly reset. <laughs> I was too tired, right? It was just, I don't want to do it. I am tired. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it, but it was okay because we were living within our threshold that I could easily catch up the next day after I had a full night's rest or as full of a night of rest that you can get with pregnancy baby toddler, right? Um, so that's one example of like being within your threshold and why that matters. But the other night, my daughter had uh, an unnecessary homework assignment, which is very frustrating, that took her about two and a half hours to complete. She was tired. She was, her brain was off. Everything had shut down. And it was about like 930 at night. And I realized that she hadn't vacuumed and it was no big deal because I knew that she had this extenuating circumstance come up. And I was able to step in for her. No big deal. It's not because she doesn't care. It's not because she's not helpful. It's because life happens, right? And so I want my kids to know that too, that life happens and that's okay. The point of a nightly reset and the point of decluttering your home is not to be like, oh, we have a perfect house and everything runs perfectly all the time. It's like when things go wrong or unexpected things come up, you can adjust and you can still stay on top of things while those things are happening, right? So another one, my son was washing the dishes, broke a glass and cut his finger. So um, I was like, hey, bud, no big deal. I'll finish the dishes for you, obviously, right? And so in the past, the what would happen is like things like that would happen. Like I would be exhausted from pregnancy or maybe even just a long day, to be honest, right? Even if I wasn't pregnant, just a long, exhausting day. Or kids have extra homework or somebody gets hurt, right? It was like, that would be the the straw that broke the mama camel's back, right? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) the house is a mess. The dishes aren't done. I don't know if he needs stitches and it's just frustrating. It's like, 
okay, no big deal. Like, let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you what you need. I've got this for you. Everything else is taken care of. And it's easy because we have this structure in place and we're within our thresholds that we can give ourselves flexibility and grace and not fall behind. We can give ourselves flexibility and grace and reset and pick up where we left off, right? That's what this looks like. That's what this can look like for you. Now on the note of like, um, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I always try to like be delicate about this wording because I think that we often as a society in general pathologize very normal things, right? Very normal parts of life with kids. We can pathologize it and say that something, I have a, I have ADHD and it's like, no, I have five kids (laughs) and that's distracting and overwhelming and makes it impossible to stay on task or focus right now some of us do have things like adhd or other things going on which is which is me right and i i think it's a very real thing that i have just based on what school was like growing up for me what employment has been like for me as an adult but i think it's exasperated and amplified by having five kids because I do things all of the time that drive my husband crazy. And I've done these things since I was a child. Like I'll be unloading the dishwasher and just walk away and, and that's it. Right. (laughs) I just, I just walked away and started something else. Um, so when it comes to, if that's you, if you, if you deal with those things too, these success, these routines and these chores and these delegations, are going to have to be something that you put a lot of conscious effort into. So for me, that has looked like setting timers on my phone, like every single night, 7.30, until my kids learned this, I would have an alarm go off on my phone. I was like, everybody needs to start their reset. And I would start it at 7.30 because I know I would press snooze until eight, right? Because I would get so distracted. And eventually my kids have learned this. Um, My husband even used to be like, why do you have an alarm on your phone? Like, that's not necessary. And I'm like, for me, it is necessary. (laughs) Might not be necessary for you, but for me, it's necessary. And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) Do what you got to do. But it might just look like a lot more conscious effort and needing to take extra steps to hold yourself and your family accountable. And I wish that there was a, a, a different answer for that. But the reality is, is that we have to get these things done, right? They have to get done at some point and our choices to, you know, wish we were different, wish that we had different brains, wish that we could just stay focused, wish that we could just be the type of person who remembers every night to do the same thing every night. We wish that we could be that way, but we're not. And so we have to accept it. And then we have to take control of it and we have to put things in place to hold ourselves accountable and set ourselves up for success. Because what I don't want for you is to think that you can't do things or that you can't have success or that you'll never figure it out because you will. And that's one of the great benefits of things like ADHD is your hyper-focus, your tenacity, your ability to just bite down in something and never let go, right? You can do that for all of these things. So anyway, a little bit of a tangent there as well. But um, those are the five things that you really need in order to have successful routines and chore chart systems in your house. So just to recap, in case you forgot (laughs) the irony of that, right? In case you forgot or in case you didn't write it down. But number one, clearly defined roles and tasks for everyone. Number two, clearly defined times for completion or estimated completion. Number three, teaching everybody how to do their tasks and giving them assistance when it's needed. 
Number four, everyone having a task that is within their threshold, their everyday life threshold, and having your house set up to be within your family clutter threshold. And number five, flexibility and grace for when things go wrong or when things come up. Okay, so that's it. If you want more assistance in this, everything that I teach is designed to be kind of like this. Good, solid structure and flexibility to make it your own. So there is the Motherhood Simplified course, which is kind of a full aerial uh, support system for you inside of your motherhood, Um, your time, your relationships, your delegation, your mindset, your um, self-care, all of those things, delegation, setting boundaries, navigating demanding seasons of motherhood is all inside of there. Or you can get... uh, super simple routines, which is like just routines, habit stacking, time management, knowing what kind of routines you need, what kind of routines you don't need. All that is in the show notes of this episode and you can go get them there. And yeah, thank you so much for hanging out during this episode. I love recording episodes like this that are just like designed to be very helpful for you and let you know, I get it. I'm I've been there. I am there. Here are some things that you can actually do. Here's how to do it. These are my favorite kind of episodes to make. And I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, share it with a friend, share it into your Instagram stories, share your favorite takeaway. I would appreciate it so much. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.